Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right, welcome Songtown. I am Clay Mills, your host for today. We have a very special guest today. I'm really excited to have this conversation with him. He is not only a recording artist in his own right, but he's also a very sought-after vocal coach to some of the world's biggest stars. I mean, people like Miley Cyrus, uh, Keith Urban, Taylor Swift. I could go on and on. But he is an amazing guy. I love talking to him. So we're just going to jump right into it. Today's guest is Mr. Brett Manning. Welcome, Brett. Well, uh, thank you, Clay. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, Brett, I can see you're at your studio there, and I just wanted to tell you a quick story. I had the pleasure, guys, of going over to Brett's studio last week, and he said, let's do some some vocal exercises, and I didn't know what I was in store for. but So he had me warming up, and, and I was really intrigued because my vo- voice started doing stuff it hadn't done before. And I think, you know, over the course of working out, he had me hitting like an A or a B flat, which I have on a good day been able to hit before. And so I left feeling pretty good. Like, you know, I was like, my voice was doing flexible more than it's ever been and all this stuff. And But the next day, I turned on the tape that Brad had made for me of our session, and I did these exercises. Dude, I went from singing an A in your office. I hit a high D. Oh my like, God. I, my, I was like, wow. where in the world? I mean, I've been singing for decades. Where did this come from? Like, I was totally like, I was like, what just happened? So, I, you know, because I, I do so many things, I write songs every day. I, we, we do Songtown. I haven't had time to dig in. And, and go back and see if this was a fluke for me or if I can actually work my way back up to it. But I think the thing I took out of that session with you was you showed me what was possible, you know, and, and that's, that's a big thing, you know. And so anyway, I just wanted to give you props for that um, because I didn't know what to expect going into this session. And I know that People that have never taken a voice lesson out there are probably going, gosh, what what is it even like? But it was it was eye opening for me. It really well, was. I, I appreciate that. I mean, your voice coordinated rapidly. And it's interesting because it's usually after 30 or 40 habits are too ingrained. So I'm undoing a lot of horrible habits. And usually the habits for anybody watching who's made me or may not have had voice with a good coach or a bad coach or whatever is that these swallowing muscles that we talked about, these muscles underneath the chin flex and try to assist the pitch making process, but they don't actually help us. They hinder us. And so for us, it was disengaging muscles that were getting in your way. It's not that the voice isn't strong enough or isn't flexible enough. It's that the voice has resistance. And when, when we strain, it's not because our cords are weak. It's the wrong muscles are strong. Right. Right. We're using the, the strong muscles are getting in the way of the vocal cords, I guess. Yeah. It's like if you see a, a guy with great big arms and he's sitting there shooting the ball, he throws a frozen rope, right? Just, <laughs> claw, you know, he doesn't have that, that, that loose finesse. You look at Steph Curry and he's always shaking his arms. 
not sure if I told you that story, but he shakes his arms to stay loose because people think he's just showing off. He'll make a great shot and go like this. He's got to stay mm-hmm. loose. So it's like we were doing some neck stretches, stuff that you've never done before, di- different things. You think, wow, I went my whole life and never stretched the muscles underneath my chin or that, um, you know, that exercise. And suddenly all these muscles loosen up and, okay, you're out of the way now. I can do what I'm supposed to do. A lot of times I'm unteaching a person before I can teach them because my right. kids and your son, when, when they were little, they go, ah! And they're not, and they're crying, and they're not trying. Neither am I, because what used to be, I, you remember, I have those words counterintuitive. What used to be intuitive for me is now has to be counterintuitive. Babies mm-hmm. cry; they're all rock stars. I always say that all <laughs> babies are rock stars, and, and most, I mean, and most rock stars are babies. <laughs> 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 Oops, I'm getting in trouble yep. now. <laughs> hey, I see rock, so I can I can beat myself up first. But yeah, I just found that if you can cry like a baby, you can sing high. But the thing is, how do you make the freest tone? That's been the hardest thing for years is to free up my own voice because if you have reflux, which we've talked about, if you have allergies, which is this is the algae capital of the country. That's why if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere. Not New York, New York, but Nashville, Nashville. Um, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere because you're fighting all these allergies. If you can adapt your body, which, you know, that's the whole purpose of my teaching is to use temps, T-E-M-P-S, technical. That's just figuring out the voice. That's not the hardest thing. That's the easiest, actually, for me. Mm-hmm. Emotional, you understand how emotions can block you from everything, right? I mean, from your writing process, emotions either help you or hurt you. Uh yeah. Mental, that's the psychological game that's sharpening your mind. The physiological, and that's the overall health, chiropractic, maybe massage therapy, physical therapy, exercise, nutrition, and just have a well-balanced body. And uh, the, and the medical side, that, that physiological, and then the spiritual, which is a little, little taboo. You don't like to talk about that too much because everybody got their own brand of toothpaste, you know. So, but, but at least understanding if you believe you have a soul, you should sing with it. So that's, that's a, those attempts is what I have to diagnose typically. And that's what we did with you, but it was so fast. And I'll tell you what the help is that we had coffee before and had a long conversation. Yes, we had coffee and sang. <laughs> do that. Some people can't. It, it is yeah. dehydrating. And that's why I got my little electrolytes and my water and do that to rehydrate after my coffee. <laughs> dehydrate, rehydrate, win that war. But I knew you when I came in here, and I've known you for a while. Right. And so I, 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 and I've heard you sing before at uh, other retreats, and I, I know what your voice does. So it, it made my job super easy. And plus, you're an avid learner. So yeah. I'm fast, but I don't know if I'm that fast. <laughs> you just got it real fast. No, dude. I mean, I saw you sit there and play me a classical piece that just made my mind spin. Like, I think that's, we both have that in common. And I think that's why we like to teach is that, you know, we, we're big learners and it excites us. It keeps us motivated. It keeps us inspired to, to get up each day and, and create art, you know? And so I love teaching. I know you do. Um, one big thing you said to me that I wasn't expecting to learn 
is during our session, you said that sometimes it's more about the nervous system than it is about the actual muscles doing the job. And I've, that's what has stuck with me because I've, I've taken that now to my piano playing that I've been also been working on lately. And, and I, you know, if I can get my mind to approach what I'm doing the right way, it affects my nervous system and it's a, it's this letting go process. And so that really stuck with me about how it's, it's more about the nervous system. A lot of times, is that something that you learned, um, through trial and error or? Yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, I, I remember when I first hit, uh, like went up above high G with Seth Riggs and he had me do this, it's called a hootie E. You're going instead of E or falsetto E. So that pulling, you're saying, it's like your hootie. That quality. He said, now that feels very hollow, but your nervous system has to adapt to it. So you, you, you freeze a little bit. That's why we took those oh. pauses. You get that little deer in the headlight. And then what you need to do is rest. But human beings are stupid. We're the only animals who run faster when we get lost. <laughs> and uh, I already have that line in one of my songs. It's like running through the city, running out of gas with that. It was something like couldn't spare any costs. I guess I'm just being human. The only animal who runs faster when he gets lost. But uh, it's a great line, I think, yeah. <laughs> especially in the song because it's about somebody wandering. You know, as soon as you get a, a breakup, you you wander around acting stupid for a little while. Oh yeah, you know for that. But uh, but as I went up there, you go up there and the nervous system settles. So the first thing is, I got it now. I, now I have to help it. Don't do anything. You found it. You didn't force it. Mm -hmm. You found it, and you can find your voice to freedom, or force your voice to failure. Hmm. So if I get this, and I'm my face says, "No, oh, panic." Yeah. Same voice, but I don't care. <laughs> Amazing. It feels like nothing. That's a woman's high C, and I tell you, I have not warmed up today. Today, The only thing I did is on the way here, just, and lip rolls and hums, which, by the way, for the people watching, if you've not had any lessons, that cost you nothing to go and M. Smooth that out. Now, smoothing it out, as you know, it's tricky. If you have a break, all you have to do is add vocal fry and it starts to connect. And half as much vocal fry. So eventually that smooth connection forces your range to, instead of to be up as you're going higher it just makes you go oh, oh and then you almost drop off as you go higher as I, was, as I was explaining to you the vocal cords don't just keep stretching they zip up and this technology is amazing because the same thing on the guitar string you wouldn't be sitting there just stretching the string the whole time you play right and a lot of people that's what they feel like hey, it's stretching higher 
And I like to think of taking these notes instead of sweet up to here. I like to juxtapose this note and this note. So I do like a five octave. And then so oh, these notes go from here to here. I'm, I realize I'm doing a mirror image of myself, so I'm trying to put this in screen. Uh, from here to here to here to here. Here's my low note. Here's my high note. And they switch places. And then all I do is slow it down. And because of this, I've been able to hit three notes below the bottom of the piano and every note on the piano except for the top one. But you know, I think I told you this. I don't care. You don't care once you've done it. You're like, well, eh, whatever. What I care about are victories, you know, and victory is maybe singing five notes and singing them really well. Like Amazing Grace has only five notes. Kind of tonic scale, right? And then it repeats the top one. So six all together. But use that kind of time. Five notes, one octave song is the most performed and recorded song in history. Nothing even comes close to Amazing Grace, written by a former slave trader who found some grace for his horrible lifestyle and all the things that he did and ended up being a reformer and ended slavery in the UK. Uh, ended it with the boat. <laughs> okay, we're done. And he wrote five-note scale, a slave song that he heard, a uh, melody. He took that melody and harmonized it. He said, I harmonized it with the white notes. It's kind of interesting. Wow. It's like a, a, a unification of that. And it became the greatest, most performed and recorded song in all of history and the most one of the most recognizable songs in all of history. But you only need an octave to do that. But extra notes are like a Ferrari. You don't need a Ferrari. But if you have one, you should probably drive it around a little bit. <laughs> what, what would you say? I mean, you've worked with some great artists, you know, some, some big stars. What would you say the big difference in the voices of stars, you know, people like the Keith Urbans and Taylor Swift and Leona Lewis? What's the difference they have in their voice that makes them such great singers as opposed to someone that's struggling to find their voice? Ooh, I like that you said find your voice because, of course, this is the retreat that I'm getting ready to do is about finding your voice. Yes. A lot, of, a lot of people have kind of, that's fallen a little bit on them, fallen short. They're like, I'm not sure what you mean, find my voice. Well, I know what my voice sounds like. Do you really? You understand that, that your voice, your singing is your personality externalized. So if you got this guy, his name, my name, Christopher, walking. <laughs> no, your father had words, wasn't good. Shot him two or three times. Who knows? Point is, doesn't matter. You know, right. I mean, he's a quirky. So his personality engages you. Right. So if, if Christopher Walken is singing with his personality, it's going to come out different. And I've done this thing where I've gone through, and I don't do perfect presidential impersonations, but I'll do different ones. 
like, hey, this hired me a secretary. I don't know her name yet, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> and then I started singing. I said, I've often walked down that street before, but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before. If I'm doing Clinton or if I'm Bush, I'm a, I'm a Texan and I'm a, I'm, 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 I can't say it. I'm a Amer- American. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah. And if I started come up to meet you, tell you I'm sorry, I just put his personality right. into the song. So the thing is to locate your own personality through all these little quirks from other people you like and have something interesting. Because the thing that we like about Taylor Swift is identifiability. You have to be identifiable. Mm-hmm. If you're not identifiable, if you're not distinct, you're extinct. And all these people, especially Leona Lewis, is, is there anybody with her tone? Mm. Nobody. It's so different, isn't it? Yes. It just has, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a je ne sais quoi thing. You can't really describe her tone. The only way to describe it is to listen to it. And we've talked about this sometimes, hit songs. The only way you can really describe it, you, you just better listen. And, and so that a, a true hit voice is one where people say, Man, there's something about the quality. I don't know what it is. Now, I know what it is. I can explain it. I can explain it to producers. I do this all over town. Producers call me and say, hey, my, my person's in here and really struggling. They think I'm just going to fix his voice so he can hit the high note easy, which I do very quickly. But then I say, man, you're singing with somebody else's voice. It ain't yours. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think my style is boring. All right, say these words to me. You'll talk. I said, all right, let's put that in. I know you do this with people all the time, too. Just use your voice, bro. Just talk. Now say the lyrics and be interesting. You know, I coached John Michael Montgomery through one of his last big hits, that Letters from Home. What a great song, right? Mm-hmm. Such a great song. And uh, uh, when we went through it, he just said he, he actually was actually coaching me more than I was coaching him. He said, well, yeah, I'm just I'm really just trying to really speak like a true like a true Southern, like I am. I'm a Southern boy. I'm a Kentucky man. And he was, and he said, I hold it up and show my buddies like we ain't scared in our boots, ain't money. And they all laugh like there's something fun about the way I talk. When mama sends her best y'all, hold it up and put it in my shirt, pick up my gun and get back to work. And it keeps me driving on. Well, if you think about it, you do that on pitch and you're going, I hold it up and show my buddies like we ain't scared and our boots ain't muddy and they all laugh like there's something funny about the way I talk. You're commercial and you're not trying. So these people, they get a functional voice that has all the ability to hit these crazy notes, freed up, all the chest voice, head voice, mixed voice, blended voice, Nasal, denasal, breathy, slightly edgy, balanced in the between, where it's neither breathy nor too edgy. They find all these colors, nasal, denasal, uh, vocal fry on certain pitches, glottal stops, um, glottal strokes like a hey, 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 like Garth Brooks, you know, all that's all that's that's a Ronnie Dunn, but but I mean, uh. They, they have all these little quirks, but they know when to use them and they use them with their voice. And if you're impersonating one singer, 
you're going to get busted. But if you have a thousand singers, you're more like a pearl onion. You've every person you, you're the onion, and every person you come in contact with is another pearl. So sometimes people want to strip away everything to find out who they are. I say, peel away, son. You're an onion. Ain't nobody home. You're everybody you come into contact with. So one influence kill you. Too many influence confuse you. Awesome. That's great. A few years ago, I did one of your vocal retreats. Um, I did a little songwriting workshop. Can you tell us, I know you've got one coming up soon. Can you tell everybody a little bit about these events? Because I was amazed at the amount of coaching from just great people that was available to to the attendees there. So I, I'd love to know more about it. I'm looking forward to joining you on the next one. So tell us, man. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you again for being willing to do this. I mean, you're you're always uh, on the top of our on the top of the food chain as far as we're concerned. We we, we want to go to the all the alphas and everything. So you you know you're the alpha in songwriting, and then uh, Skid Mills is one of the alphas in both songwriting production. Definitely known more for his incredible production. And uh, you, you got Tom Jackson's best performance coach in the world yeah. without even a close second. He's nothing like him. I set him up with Taylor Swift in the middle of a lesson. I said, hey, you need you need this guy. And I called him and put her on the phone with him. And it was Taylor. Yeah, nice to meet you. I like your little Tim McGraw song. That's that's how long ago that was. And he and he, he has the ability to take a person, turn them from a dork into Bono in about half an hour. You've seen how he does it. Yeah. He just he infuses swag into you, you know, gives you that Elvis Prince. You know, Alice Prince Bono, I got him on my walls, the the holy trinity of three uh, great male superstars that influenced me. But we, we uh, every year we, well, not every year because <laughs> lockdowns stopped us, but in 2019 we had two. And then, uh, and you were at both of those, which really, really appreciate. And then we had a little virtual thing that was fun and it was more music business with brilliant Rick Barker, who you and I are good friends with, who built Taylor Swift's career. It's so funny how many Taylors in the middle of all of this. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, where am I? <laughs> how come I'm not here? <laughs> but uh, but uh, with uh, Rick Barker and others, we, we put together this wish list of people so that a person can learn it right the first time. So they can learn what matters. So they can join the 1% of people who know. And you and I know that that's a pretty high statistic. It's probably one-tenth of one percent yes. of people who know. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fakers. And so, and here's you, a master. You, Which you taught me in that first deal that we had in 2019. Again, we'll make a, a reference to this one kind of July 5th. So if you're watching this, and even if it's just at the last minute, don't shoot yourself in the foot and spin your wheels for the next five to 10 years trying to figure it out, figure it out all at once. Mm -hmm. That way you can make a quantum leap into the future instead of crawling along and being flustered like everybody. But you told me that line plus three thing. And I was so blown away because I start, I told you before I said, I realized, okay, there's a song where I did it because some things we do by accident, but Dolly Parton says, find out what you do well and do it on purpose. Right. So here's some things I did well, but I didn't know I was doing that. And I didn't know 
how that actually made songs hit. And I started going through all these great songs and my gosh, of course, chain smokers were, they're almost slutty how they do it. Like we're going to do that every single time, you know, and I never told you that before. Thank you. But you know, that stuff comes, it dates all the way back. The the line plus three and that I found that all the way back in classical, you know, 1812 overture. One, two, three. I, so it goes, yeah. it goes all the way back. It works in every kind of music. So I appreciate this time. We need a part two. Yeah, we do. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, we'll, I'd love to do this. Again. We'll do it. And in the show notes below everybody, I'll put a link to Brett's uh, amazing event. He's got coming up in July and we appreciate you being here, buddy. Thank you, Clay. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.